Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today we got some, we've actually got some really interesting news from Acura of all brands. And it's about a new sedan that they've got. You might have seen something about it, you might even know the name. Of course, we are talking about the 2021 Acura TLX. And now, it's got some brawn to back up the sporty looks. Article courtesy of Car Scoops. The Acura TLX is comfortable and reliable, but it's not terribly exciting. That's been a problem for a while, as the model and its predecessor have often been seen as a fancy Honda Accord with sometimes questionable styling. That's changed, though, as this time around, the 2021 TLX is an all-new, is an all-new sedan, or did they have, to, have they been making the TLX? I guess they've been making it, so the 2021 TLX is all-new and features an Acura-specific platform. The model also has a sharp new design that could finally help the model stand out from the crowd. Starting with the design. Previewed by last year's Type S concept, the TLX has a bold diamond pentagon grille that is flanked by slender jewel-eye LED headlights and muscular air intakes. They're not that that muscular, but they're very indicative of it being a sports sedan. That's for sure. Moving further back, there's a longer sculpted hood and athletic bodywork. They're joined by a rakish wind windscreen and flowing roof, sorry, a flowing roof and pronounced rear fenders. And ooh, ooh, I think what they're trying to say is it looks more like a kind of, it kind of has a long hood and then a relatively short rear. That would be awesome. That would be kind of three series edition. They really did. They really did pronounce the rear fenders. Holy mo- That's for a sedan. That's wow. That's getting with the program. Or at the very least, that's getting with my program. The sporty styling continues out back as designers gave the model a dual exhaust system. Is it? I swear if the tips are fake. They're probably fake because they're all... Not only are they square, but they're also massive. Well, they're rectangular. Not only are they rectangular, but they're massive. But anyway, they did. They gave it a dual exhaust system and an integrated rear spoiler. There's also a more distinctive bumper and slender headlights. Customers looking for something sportier can opt for the TLX A-Spec. It features tinted lighting units, gloss black accents, and 19-inch alloy alloy wheels with a shark gray finish. The TLX Type S goes even further as the model has a unique grille and larger air intakes. Other highlights include, it, include an aggressive front splitter, a rear diffuser, a full tailpipe sports exhaust system, and 20-inch wheels wrapped in performance rubber. Thanks to the sporty styling, the TLX looks similar, sorry, looks smaller than it actually does. Compared to its predecessor, the 2021 model is 2.9 inches or 74 millimeters longer, 2.2 inches or 56 millimeters wider, and 0.6 inches or 15 millimeters lower, with a wheelbase that spans an additional 3.7 inches or 94 millimeters. The fresh styling continues in the cabin as there's a new leather-wrapped steering wheel and a minimalist in instrument cluster with a 7-inch multi-information display. The car also ditches the dual-screen setup for a single 10.2-inch infotainment screen. Although, if you're wondering, it seems to be hor- I mean, okay, it sticks out on top of the dash, like most cars now. It's an, it looks like an afterthought. But it's horizontally oriented rather than vertical, so it doesn't- it doesn't stick out on top as bad. But it doesn't- honestly, it doesn't look that big. It looks- it looks really wide, but it's really not that tall. It doesn't look like a 10-inch display. Below, there's a new center stack loosely inspired by the one used on the NSX. It features a tiered design with new switchgear and gloss black accents. The cabin is more luxurious than the outgoing model, and buyers will find aluminum accents as well as open porch, uh, open pour wood trim. There's also a new center console with a wireless smartphone charger and a touchpad for controlling the infotainment system. An assortment of options will be available, including Mil Milano leather upholstery and 16-way power front seats. 
Customers can also order a 10.5 inch heads-up display, an ambient lighting system with 24 different schemes. There will also be a premium audio system with a subwoofer and four ceiling mounted speakers. That's kind of cool. The TLX A-Spec is distinguished by a sportier cabin with a flat bottom steering wheel that features contrast stitching and larger paddle shifters. The Type S adds unique materials as well as Type S badging on the headrest and door sill plates. So you have the normal TLX, which looks pretty good. It's fairly sporty. It reminds me of like the Genesis G60. It reminds me a lot of that in terms of it being sporty, but not that that sporty. So a mix between being kind of mature, but also different than, than its siblings from each respective brand. But then you have what looks to be the A-Spec and it has, honestly, they look like three and a half inch quad tips on the back. They look massive, but it's also got a more... It's also got a more aggressive rear spoiler because the thing about the normal TLX and what I'm seeing right now is that the normal one doesn't really have a spoiler on it, like ducktail or otherwise. It's just kind of flat. And so that adds to the, okay, it's a bit sporty, but it's also kind of reserved, kind of restrained. And then you get the A-Spec, which is way sportier. Still, still mature, but sportier. And I like that. That's the one that I would go for. The TLX goes turbo. Under the hood, there's a turbocharged 2-liter engine that produces 272 horsepower and 280 pound-feet of torque. That's a sizable increase of 66 horsepower and 98 pound-feet of to torque over the current 4-cylinder engine. To be fair, though... Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, there is a... Okay. So it's still a 4-cylinder. I, I thought it was, For some reason, I thought it was a V6. The engine is connected to a 10-speed automatic transmission, which features sequential sports shift technology. The company says the new gearbox has a wider gear 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 has a wider ratio range, more discrete gears, whatever that means, and a lower first gear than the previous eight and nine speed transmissions. Lower as in you're only going to get like 25 miles per hour in first gear, or or what? What like what does that what does that mean for performance and driving dynamics? That's what I really want to know. The model will come standard with front wheel drive but a super-handling all-wheel drive will be optional. The fourth-generation system is rear-biased and sends up to 70% of engine torque to the rear wheels during normal driving. Next spring, Acura will introduce the long-awaited TLX Type S. The company wasn't ready to delve into specifics, but confirmed the model will have a turbocharged 3.0-liter V6 that delivers Type S levels of performance. The model will also have a standard super-handling all-wheel drive system, which promises to make the car the best-handling and most performance-oriented Acura sedan yet. While Acura wasn't ready to talk numbers, the company did say the Type S has dramatic gains in peak horsepower and torque compared to the outgoing 3.5 liter V6, which produced 290 horsepower and 267 pound-feet of torque. They also noted drivers can expect more, more than a 50% increase in low-end torque. Since the TLX is a sports sedan at its core, Acura decided to get serious about its driving characteristics. As part of the makeover, the model features a new platform and a double wish wishbone front suspension. The latter promises to offer more precise handling and corner grip, as well as increased mechanical compliance for improved, improved ride quality. Furthermore, the car has an electric servo braking system derived from the one used on the NSX. Acura once again didn't go into specifics, but confirmed that the TLX Type S will have four-piston Brembo front calipers and larger discs than the standard model. The 2021 TLX has a new body structure, which boasts a 50% increase in torsional stiffness and up to 100% increase, or up to a 100% in increase 
in rigidity where the suspension is mounted to the body. The company also said the structure is the most rigid ever offered by Acura aside from the NSX. The new structure uses lightweight materials such as aluminum and this helps to improve weight distribution. The cause is also helped by a trunk-mounted battery. Despite the focus on performance, Acura didn't forget about safety. Well, they're owned by Honda, so they wouldn't. As a result, the TLX... And you couldn't. You can't these days. You can't forget about safety. As a result, the TLX will come standard with the Acura Watch suite of driver assistance systems. The suite includes new features such as a driver awareness monitor, a traffic sign recognition system, and traffic jam assist. The latter works with the adaptive cruise control to help... The, to help drive the car in traffic jams. The TLX also features a new front passenger airbag, which works like a baseball catcher's mitt. As Acura explained, it helps to cradle the passenger and mitigate potential injuries. The 2021 Acura TLX will arrive at US dealerships this fall, and pricing will start in the mid $30,000 range. The car will be built in Marysville, Ohio, and the company said the TLX's design, engineering, and development was primarily done in America. So is that, is, is that enough to make Acura American? Because I, I still say no. But, you know, you know, here's the weird thing. Because if, if I don't believe that Acura is American because they're owned by Honda, well, then that must mean that Chrysler and all the American parts aren't American anymore because they're owned by Fiat. But, you see, I, I don't know. And the reason why I bring this up is because there's a game, there's a mobile game that I play called Top Drives. And it lists Acura as an American manufacturer. And I think that that's nonsense. But as I just said... I might not be able to believe that if I also believe that the American Mopars are American, which I do believe that. You see, the difference to me is that a lot of Chrysler's personnel were still Chrysler personnel. Sorry, personnel. Whereas I think a lot of, and, and a lot of their expertise is still Chrysler expert, expertise. Expertise, sorry. You know, outside of a few cars and a, a few collaborations with Fiat. Whereas Acura, I feel like pretty much all of their personnel would come from Honda. It's just hard for me to imagine that it, like, it's hard for me to imagine that Acura has predominantly American influence on anything that they do, and not predominantly Honda influence on anything that they do. I like it though. I'm, I'm looking at the comments and a few people don't like it, but I quite like it. I think they did a, a fairly good job. I would expect this to be a $35,000 car at the cheapest, but a, a safe bet is it's probably going to be 40000 and up. But yeah, you know, I it, it does kind of look like the Genesis G G60 in terms of proportions, but that's not really a bad thing to me. It's a very... Even the beak, they've kind of refined it so it looks better now. Dad, you know, that's a really, really good-looking car. Well done to you, Acura. Oh no, the door handles! No! So there's a character line on the side of the car, and the driver, the front, the driver and the front passenger door handle are... are honestly significantly lower than the passenger ones and it just and there's and and the thing the reason why is because there's a character line that kind of splits the two and it just looks weird it like a little difference is fine but oh man oh crud that's a massive difference it, it still has a good design but god those door handles are ooh that's just not great but yeah this looks this looks really really good it looks like a proper sports sedan kind of uh almost like almost like, in terms of spirit, it reminds me of the Maxima, but actually sporty. That's what this is kind of like. This is like Honda saying, oh, hey, Nissan, yeah, you had a Maxima, and before it got lame, you know, you had a pretty cool sports sedan. Yeah, we got one too now. That's what it's like. That's very interesting. So, yeah, the outside I quite like. The inside, I like the seats. It actually kind of reminds me of Lexus with this stitching and color pattern on it. The dash, 
I don't like. And the reason why I don't like it is because it reminds me of the 2011, probably like 2011 to 2016 Ford Fiesta, like the center console with all the button, all the buttons being everywhere and a circular button near, near the middle of it all. Let me see if I can find another one that's a little bit closer. The steering wheel looks nice. I like that. Kind of reminds me of BMW. But yeah, it's got a, it's got a, it's called a dynamic mode button. Whatever it is, I don't like where it is. Again, it reminds me of the Fiesta. If you can imagine a 2011 to 2016 Ford Fiesta, and with like the Ford MySync 3 and all that, all the buttons and the stuff, it looks like a much more modern version of that in a roundabout way. I'm, I'm not feeling it. There's just, it's just so many buttons in one area and they're all tiny and it's like, why can't I see anything? It's, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. It's just not very luxurious to me. It looks, it, I can't unsee the Fiesta in it. I really can't. It doesn't look that luxurious. It just looks like a mess. Gauge cluster looks pretty cool though. Yeah, I like the steering wheel though. Like all, you know, the airbag cover and the rim and all that. Pretty cool. Yeah, overall, Acura did a pretty good job with the TLX, I think. The interior has too has too much uh, prior generation Fiesta about it, but it, and it's not, if, and if they're trying to be a luxury brand, it's, to me, it doesn't look luxurious enough, not really, but it's a step in the right direction, especially if they're trying to make a TLX sporty, it's definitely a step in the right direction. So anyway, I hope you all enjoyed. If you're listening on Spotify or Podbean, I hope you like. If you can, if you can comment, follow the podcast, share it. If you're listening on YouTube, like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hitting the little, hitting the little notification bell and then all notifications. That way you're notified of every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or don't want the Podbean mobile app, just boot up Spotify before you set off. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. Hope you enjoyed. Catch you next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.